Running a business often feels like playing a giant game of Tetris. You have a million little pieces that all need to fit together and work together on the board. Everything from managing your finances, to hiring a team, to developing out your offers, to creating your systems and processes. I mean, there is a lot to keep track of. So today we're going to dive into all of the different pieces of the business puzzle, and we're going to talk about how to make them work together like a dream so that everything stays in order and runs smoothly. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Mad Couch Cast. I'm your host, Kendra Gill, and I'm here to help service-based business owners like you create space in your business to ditch the daily hustle and build a business that you love. As a teacher turned certified director of operations, I'll be sharing my strategies on how to free up your time so that you can work in your zone of genius. We'll discuss topics like business planning, systems and processes, productivity, operations, and leadership mindset. Each week, we'll explore ways to build a business that truly brings you joy. So buckle up because it's time to go from feeling stuck to setting yourself up for success. Let's go scale that business. When I was first starting out in my business, and even now when things get a little more difficult, I revert back to this idea of surviving versus thriving. And I most often see this when people start to ask me, you know, hey, how's it going? How's your business going? And I would reply back with, oh, well, I'm surviving. The business is surviving. We're doing what we can. And one day I realized that I'm doing myself a horrible disservice. I am consistently putting into my brain that my capacity, that my output, that my effort all just lead back to surviving. And really that just didn't sit well with me. That's not where I want to be. I want to be thriving. I mean, that's why I'm in this, right? I want to be thriving, which is one piece that really led to my mission of building a business that you love and achieving your own version of success. That is what drives who I work with. That is what drives what I do every day. And it really was born out of this surviving versus thriving. And one way I have stepped towards making my business a thriving business is to build my business around eight pillars. And these pillars were taken and adapted from Natalie Gingrich, who is an amazing director of operations and is now actually building up and teaching other director of operations her method. And whether you're a seasoned business owner with multiple six or seven figures, or even if you're relatively new to the business world, every business has these eight strategic objectives. And really, strategic objectives are just fancy words for different areas of your business. I like to call them pillars. Every business has these eight pillars. Now, you're not going to have to focus all of your effort on all of these at once. You're going to have to prioritize. And these eight pillars are business growth and financials, which really have to do with income goals and business structure. Offer development, which is all about what you're offering to other people. Visibility, which is how people see, hear, and know you. Team growth, which is utilizing other people's talents to help you grow your business. Systems and processes, which is all about ease. How do I create ease and efficiency in my business? Professional growth, which is all about how you're investing your time and your money to progress your skills. Client experience, which is all about how do you give a great experience so that others will share you with the world. And then the last one is culture. How things get done, your business personality, how you want people to feel and act when they interact with you. If you have worked in corporate, you may have seen 
that each one of these things, each one of these pillars has really been its own department with its own department leads. And if you're a small business, you may relate to this because maybe you have said the phrase, I'm wearing all the hats in my business, talking about how you have your hand in all of the business growth and the offer development and the visibility and all of the pieces. And you're saying, man, I'm just, I'm doing all of the things. Whether you're the big company, whether you're the small company, these are still the eight pillars that are holding up your business. So today we're going to cover each one and how it relates to your business, why you need it, and some tips on how to implement it. Now, a quick note here is we are not going to cover everything that there is to know about these eight pillars. There is so much and it can apply very differently to how you want your business to grow, where you want your business to go, all of those things. If you're looking for a more one-on-one high touch point plan, because this is really, when you go through these things, it's really strategic planning for your business. And if you want a high touch one-to-one strategic plan for your business, head over to my website, fill out the contact form, and let's jump on a quick chat to see if my VIP experience for one-to-one strategic planning is what you're looking for. So let's jump into the very first strategic objective, which is business growth and financials. Business growth and financials are an essential part of any thriving business. Yes, we have a mission that we want to achieve. We have a vision that we want to see come to reality. But at the same time, if you're not making money, you have a hobby. You don't have a business. And ironically, this pillar is a subject that a lot of business owners and CEOs like to avoid. They, it's the heavy, it's the, there's a lot that goes into this. It's retirement, taxes, revenue, business structure. I mean, and it can include anything from legal implications such as contracts, trademarking, and things like that. Don't be afraid to roll up your sleeves and dive into the numbers because it's important to remember that understanding the numbers is a key to your success. Make sure that you understand where your revenue is coming from and how it affects your bottom line. Understanding these factors, understanding your legal structure, understanding your financials is crucial to making informed decisions that drive growth, that drive profitability, and really lead to sustained success. If you want your business to grow long-term, if you want it to be around 10, 15 years from now, you have to dive in to the financials. Now we move into the second pillar, which is called offer development. This is the dreamy part of your business. This is the imaginative stage where you get to let your creativity run wild and come up with solutions for your clients' pain points. I mean, this is the part where everybody wants to stay, right? This is the part where you got into the business and you got into wanting to create something that will help and and make and drive impact. This stage is full of excitement as it helps bring your mission and vision to life, but it's important to harness it in a productive manner. Sometimes we can get stuck in this phase, in this pillar of constantly creating new offers, but it's essential to remember that having too many offers can actually confuse your audience. Actively, that doesn't mean you can only have one thing. It just means that you're actively selling one thing at a time and build it into your calendar in a strategic way. So you could have a couple of different offers, but you have a launch calendar that is allowing you to focus on selling one of them at a time. This way you can effectively communicate the value you offer and make a positive impact on your business growth and financials. This is a two birds, one stone situation. You'll be able to build a solid reputation as a top-notch solution provider 
and have a great time doing it. The third pillar that we're going to talk about is visibility. Visibility is the name of the game when it comes to reaching new customers and spreading the word about your business. You can't help people if they don't know that you exist. It's going to be really, really hard to make an impact if people don't know who you are. I will also say that I have heard a lot. It's a very popular advice. Show up where your people are. I hear that all the time. Show up where your ideal client is. That's where you want to be visible. And I have a little bit of a caveat here. I have maybe a slightly different perspective, and I mean just slightly, but instead of just being where your people are, make sure that you are where your people are searching. If people, if your audience is on Facebook, okay, it's great to be on Facebook, but are they searching for you there or are they searching for you on Pinterest? Are they searching for you on Instagram or are they searching for you on Google? Be where your people are searching so that they can find you intentionally. And one other tip with visibility is don't try to be everywhere. Where is your ideal client looking for you? Where do you feel like you will show up authentically? To be honest with you, I believe that my ideal client is in a couple of places. They show up on Facebook, they show up on Instagram, but my ideal client isn't always looking for that service on those platforms. Where I do feel like they're looking for the service that I offer is podcasting, and I enjoy podcasting. I don't enjoy being on some of the social platforms as much. And so I had to find this balance, and it's important, I think, to find this balance of where's your ideal client looking, And where do you feel like you can show up authentically? And where is your business going to see the return? So now we're going to move in to pillar number four, which is all about team growth. This is how do you utilize other people's talents to help you grow your business faster? By tapping into the skills of others, you actually are are supercharging your business. You're giving it more life. With more people comes the ability to do more. You can only do so much by yourself. Plus, When you bring in the right players, the right team, it makes business a little more fun because you're building a culture and you're building a sense of belonging and you have someone to bounce ideas off of. The key here is to match the vision, match your vision for your business with your current and future team. If you haven't spelled out your vision yet, start here, like turn off, turn this off, go back to the mission, vision and values and start there because really everything we do is built on those three things and they align. It's important to get crystal clear on your goals so that you're more likely to know who to hire. If you don't know what your goals are, if you don't know what projects you need to be doing, you're not going to hire the right people. And the second tip I have here is to make sure that you're hiring based on values and based on who you will actually need. Do your best to hire based on your values because that person is going to fit into your team better. You're going to work with them better. It's going to make more sense for your business. And when thinking about your current team or your future team, Ask yourself, what tasks make you want to pull out your hair? If you're like, man, I don't know where to start. Who do I even hire, right? Where do I, what do I even need a person on my team for? Do I need a VA? Do I need a social media manager? What what do I need? Well, go back to what tasks make you want to pull your hair out? You know, what are the tasks that you hate doing? What are the tasks that frustrate you? What are the tasks that you're like, man, if I never had to do this again, it'd be a day too soon. So start with those. Then ask yourself, which tasks require a professional with specific skills? I am not an accountant. I don't do well with taxes. I am not a CPA. I need to hire those ones out because those are skills that I have absolutely no ability to do. 
and I want to make sure that they're done correctly. So that's an example. Think of what tasks could require a professional with a specific skill. By bringing in team members who complement your strengths and who help you tackle the tasks that you're not crazy about, you'll also be able to tackle your goals faster and have more fun along the way. If you want to scale, you scale with people. Pillar five is one of my favorites. I know that it's a lot of people's like least favorite, but it is my favorite. And it's all about operations, systems, and processes. This is about creating ease in your business. How do you make your life easier? To scale, it's all about efficiency. To get more without doing more. It helps you get more done without having to work more hours and burn yourself out. The goal here is to make money and to do more things in your business and to grow without having to sit in front of your computer 24-7. Think systems, tools, processes. These are all of the things that you can automate, that you can set in motion so that you are not having to have your fingers in every part of your business all of the time. And the benefits of working out your operations is you have enhanced team collaboration and communication because you have built a way for people to communicate. You have improved customer satisfaction because things aren't falling through the cracks. It doesn't feel like the whole world's on fire. (laughs) It helps increase efficiency and productivity and consistency. And then better decision-making based on accurate data and information. That's a lot of what streamlining your operations will do for you is figuring out where you have gaps and how to really document the data and the information so you make better choices moving forward. It reduces your stress and your workload because you are not overwhelmed doing all of the things. And by streamlining your operations, you can focus on the bigger picture. It allows you to move beyond the right here, right now. You know that saying, you can't see the forest through the trees? This is what operations does for you. It allows you to get out of all of the day-to-day overwhelm, the day-to-day hustle, and actually start to move towards your bigger picture. All right, pillar number six is all about client experience. How do you give a great experience so that others will share you with the world? That's the goal here, is that people will shout you what you do from the rooftops. They want you to know how great this experience was. By delivering outstanding experiences, by delivering a great customer experience, by delivering a seamless work relationship, not only are you keeping your clients happy, which is a huge part of why you're doing this, and not only are you keeping them happy and loyal, but you're also turning them into your biggest fans, your biggest advocates, your biggest promoters. I mean, think about it. Think about the last time that you had a great experience. What did you do? You probably went home and told your spouse, oh my gosh, you're not gonna believe this. You tell them I had the best pizza at this restaurant the other day. The wait time was really small. They sat me right away. The waiter was amazing. And you have all of these things that you're telling them how great this experience was. However, on the flip side, when you have a terrible experience, you also tend to want to share it with the world. Mm -mm, Don't go to that car company. They were horrible. They tried to make me sign things that I didn't want to sign. They were pushy. They were salesy. I'm I'm not going back. And you tell you, you shouldn't go there either. Customer and client experience is important. You want everybody to be raving about your business so that everyone else can know. It's kind of, it's the kind of publicity that money can't buy. 
So from the first hello, hey, how you doing? To the moment that they are done working with you. Let's create, let's craft a journey that's so enjoyable that they'll be eagerly waiting. They want to work with you again. They can't wait for the next opportunity to work with you. So what does that look like? What are the pieces here that you could address? A lot of people don't realize that the client experience happens before you ever work with them. Before you ever sign them on as a client, you are already creating a client experience. It begins in the initial contact. What are you doing in your messaging? What are you doing in your sales calls? All of those pieces before they sign on are a great thing to streamline. Then you move on to the onboarding. You want to make sure that it's smooth. You want to move into the process of working together where it feels like a joy and they just can't wait to work with you again. And then you move into the offboarding piece, which is like bidding farewell to a friend. Like, please come back and see us, right? Those are all different pieces. The initial contact, the onboarding, the working together, the offboarding that you can finesse so that people enjoy working with you a little more. Because the ultimate goal is to have your clients become referrals. Moving on to pillar number seven, it's all about professional growth. This is how you elevate your abilities to give your business a boost. It's all about how do you improve your skills so that you become more of an expert in your field. It's essential to concentrate on sharpening those skills. However, it is really easy to fall into the trap of being a development junkie. I have been there. I sometimes really want to go back. (laughs) I get stuck in this old course after course after course. I want to take every course that comes my way without really considering its relevance to my business and the skills I need to succeed. The question is, do I really need all of the courses that I'm drawn to? Because at my core, down deep in my soul, I love to learn. It's actually one of my values for my company is lifelong lifelong learning. But the trick here is finding the courses that align with your vision and where you want to go. What is going to help you sharpen your skills so that your business gets a boost? When you invest in yourself and your professional growth, it will pay off in the long run. But just make sure that you don't always get stuck in the personal growth or the professional growth and then forget to take action. The last pillar, pillar eight, is all about culture. The essence of a business is embodied in its culture. It's the shared values, it's the attitudes, it's the norms, it's your beliefs that shape how employees interact and communicate and make decisions. And it also affects your client experience and how you work with others. A strong and positive culture can bring a sense of unity and belonging to the workplace, which is what a lot of us want. It's actually why a lot of people leave corporate is because they don't get that that feeling of unity and belonging. It is also a great way to foster collaboration and to boost morale and productivity. A positive culture can improve employee morale, it can improve engagement, and it leads to higher productivity and and job satisfaction. But on the other hand, if you have a toxic culture, you hear about it all the time, the people who have a super toxic culture, it can have the opposite effect resulting in low engagement, high turnover. You know, if you ever, if you ever see a business who is hiring for the same position over and over and over, that might be a sign that that business's culture is struggling. It's not always that way, but a lot of times if you're hiring for the same position over and over, it may be a sign that the, that the culture is struggling. If you're like, okay, how do I build that culture? What do I do? 
how do I establish a culture in my business that I want so that I don't have that high turnover so that I don't have that toxic culture? It starts and piggybacks off of your core values that you've chosen for your business. If you have not done that, start there. Get your values figured out for your business. Choose between three and six and say, these are the values that I'm going to dedicate my business to following. Embody these and make sure that they're reflected in all aspects of your company. Make sure that your employees know them. You can't embody those values if your employees don't know what they are or if your contractors don't even know what they are. So make sure that everyone in your business, including yourself, is following through on the values that you've set. Hire people who fit the culture. Culture is a huge part of making your business successful. All right, so now I've given you all eight. The question is, what do you do with this information? Because there's no way that you can focus on all eight pillars at the same time. You're not gonna have the capacity to give 100% to each one of these pillars. So what do you do? It comes down to prioritization. Different stages of business require different priorities. You may not have the same priorities as Betty Lou down the street. So here's where we're going to get real actionable on this. When you are choosing your priorities, you're going to choose the top three. What will make the most impact toward your vision? If you're a relatively new business or if you haven't gotten the traction that you were really looking for, you're probably going to be focusing on business growth and financials and offer development and visibility because these things are the revenue generating things in your business. These are going to get your feet, like these are the things that you need money to come in. So you need to focus on that business growth and that offer to get it really ready for your audience and the visibility to make sure that people know what you offer. On the flip side, if, if you're a seasoned business owner and you are starting to see that consistent income, then your focus may be different. Maybe you start to focus on client experience and culture and systems and processes. Those are the things that are going to help you scale. Make sure that you are not trying to hit all of these at once. You are not the superhero of all businesses, okay? Don't work yourself to death. Instead, prioritize what is right for this season of business and know that when you move into a new season, your priorities are going to change. So to wrap up, the eight pillars of building a successful business are your business growth and financials, offer development, visibility, team growth, systems and processes, professional growth, client experience, and culture. To maximize that success, to get to that next level, it's crucial to determine which of these pillars should take priority at any given moment. While it is important to not overlook any of the other components, I mean, you don't want to just forget about all of the rest. So if you choose three, you can't just forget about five. You can't just ignore them. But you prioritize certain areas that will ensure that you're working on the most impactful investments of your time and resources. Knowing this will help you stay focused. It'll help you stay on track towards your business goals, and it will help you reach that next level in your business. So until next week, stay curious, focus on joy, and go scale that business. Thank you again for joining me today. I hope this episode was able to provide value and some encouragement as you pursue big things. If you enjoyed what you heard or if you got something useful from today's episode, we'd love for you to leave a review or share this episode with someone in your circle. And if you'd like to connect with others who are on the same journey as you, join my free Facebook community. Have an amazing week full of success. And until next week, enjoy your time.